If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Wednesday, April 26th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for the timing of the universe when something ends up sitting right in front of you that you needed at exactly that time. Ooh, are you going to dive into that? I just had to write a really hard email yesterday, and as soon as I finished writing it, and I was kind of... And I hit send and I was just sitting there ruminating on what I wrote and is ruminating the right word? Marinating. Marinate. Rumin- is ruminating negative? Um, I don't really know actually what ruminating means. Okay. I was <laughs> mar- marinating is better than I was just thinking about the contents of the email and how it would be received and all the emotions around it. And I opened up. Instagram and a friend of mine who doesn't post on Instagram often shared something that was very much connected to the message I just wrote. And it was kind of, it was exactly what I was thinking about. And I I just thought it's really neat when that happens. I love that. You know, it's almost validating. It's almost just a, the, the, the universe poking you and saying, yeah, what you're thinking is right or wrong or whatever, but it's just, it's validating. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it could be whether it's, whether it's the universe setting up to put that in front of you at the right time or what it more likely is, is you being in tune to finding it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so that's always cool. My name is Callie Dollar and I am grateful for... Our neighbors, and we have a neighbor who is moving to a different state. And to me, the neighbor that's moving is like a key piece of the joy in this neighborhood. Okay. Like her, she and her family are always outside. They're always doing things. She's such an amazing mom. And she's always like teaching her kids to ride their bike or doing some sort of project or it's, she's just a good person and I enjoy so much seeing she is the fa- her family is the one that owns the traffic turtle or little yes. traffic boy mm-hmm. that says kids you know slow down kids playing yeah. uh and has that in her garage and puts it out when her kids are out yeah that's it's that neighbor yeah she is just amazing and they're the kindest people and I've had the pleasure of getting to know her the past six months that we've lived in this house and their house went up for sale. Um, they're relocating for a job and they, she had told me that they were going to be, you know, like trying to keep the house clean. The kids were going to be spending more time at the grandparents. So there's not as much like hustle bustle over there. And oh, we're for the right show- across the street for the showings. You mean? They, yeah. Cause yeah. they're realtors trying to show it and they have three kids. And I mean, I can't even imagine trying to keep our house clean. Remember, Even with just one. Remember when our landlord sold our last house and what a pain it was just trying to keep the dog kibble in the bowl? The kibble in the bowl, yeah. sometimes the real estate, it's it's an app where you just get a ding on your phone, like a text right. message, and it says, so-and-so realtor would like to show this home at one of the following three times, mm-hmm. 4, 4.30, 6 p.m. on Tuesday. And you just pick one if you're available. Um, And sometimes it's like they want to show the home 
in 45 minutes. Right. So it's like the hustle. We're, we're out front. Yeah. Um, and so there has been, and we can see it cause they live catty corner to us. So we can like always kind of see them. And I didn't realize how much a part of the kitty my corner, kitty corner. What did I say? Catty corner. I think it's both. I think we've talked about this on the show before. I think it's both. Um, so I always kind of see their daily hustle bustle and they have become kind of a staple fixture, even like the waves and the hellos. And since their kids have been like with their grandparents and stuff like that, I haven't seen that. And I, I miss them already. And I feel really grateful to have neighbors that I care. And I'm going to be super sad when they're not around all the time anymore. The dictionary version is catter cornered. Oh. C-A-T-E-R hyphen cornered. But kitty corner and catty corner are more common in actual usage. So they're both same. And by the way, this debate is not unusual because the minute I typed in catty, the, you know, fills in. The it's search. like catty or kitty. It came, it came, it said catty corner or kitty corner. Yeah. So um, anyway, so I'm really grateful to have neighbors that I care about and that you're sad when they you know, have a different chapter in their life. I think that's such a cool thing. And I've never had that before. So I'm very um, grateful and excited to have that. I'm sure our uh, dog hating neighbors threw a three day barbecue bender the weekend we moved out. Oh, I'm sure they were super excited. Right. Um, Dancing around ding dong, the witch is dead munchkin (laughs) style. So I have, Obviously, I quit my corporate job. I have been working full time for us, 1022 Projects, and we develop podcasts. And one of the things that I said to Jeff that I wanted to do was to get more involved and get to know every single part of our business. And there are a lot of facets that I haven't been involved in purely because I haven't at the time. Jeff's been the full time person. I've been doing what I can, but I've, you know, there's a lot I don't know about. So, one thing that I wanted to dive into was the sales side. Now, I am not someone that has had any experience with sales. I've never been sales adjacent. I have never spent one second of my life in anything sales adjacent, really. You have, because you were in radio, so you worked right with, and you were like on-air talent, so you worked directly with salespeople all the time. So you knew kind of what they were looking for, what was important to clients, what the language is, and- And and it's very common sense to me. It is- It's it's tying my shoes. It's tying your shoes. It's, you know, whatever. So I, and I will admit that I went into it being a little bit cocky and you did a great job of pumping me up. Cause you're like, you know what? You are going to love this because you love people and you love talking to people and you're good at talking to people. And I was amped and I am being served. Hum- I am, is it being served humble pie or eating humble pie? I think it's catty corner pie. Okay. Catty corner pie, because the sales side is so hard. And I think I've done probably like 30 to 40 reach outs a week and connecting with people and having phone calls and whatever. I have secured one deal. This has been going on for like two months. And I went to Jeff and I'm like, I need you to type these emails for me because I feel like I'm screwing up everything. I am being ghosted left and right. Nobody wants to talk to me and I am terrible at sales. Well, what I have been trying to explain to you about your sales approach is I think, and Karen or somebody 
on our sales in our sales side would could, could better speak to this, right? But I don't think to be a good sales person, you actually are a salesperson. You just have to be a good friend maker. And so you yeah. need you need to make friends with the people who have the 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 money to spend on our shows, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's what you, that's the thing. And as you make friends with them, you let them know what we could do for them. You are very much approaching it like a, here's something we want you to buy. Well, and I'm You're, really you- a straight shooter. So I'm not used to having to do this. Like to me, I've just never been in a position in my life where I'm saying like, Oh, Hey, I think this is good. And this is good. And here's why. And ha and just crickets. Like I've never been, but I think you have been like you in, in, in your, in the job you had when I met you, when you worked in music, your entire, when you were out at, at a concert, Right. Or mm-hmm. on a bus with the with the band or um, anything along the or you were at a venue kind of running the show there with the tour manager. Right. Every single thing is a negotiation. Every single thing. And it was all sales. So you would be backstage at a concert. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of a sudden, here's five VIP guests. Now, they might be VIP guests to the person who owns the venue, but the band doesn't care about them, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but you know that you have to keep the ve- the guy who owns the venue happy because your company has five more concerts coming up there this summer. Yeah. You also know that you can't go barging into the green room before the band goes on stage. Mm-hmm. So you know how to finagle that. You I know how to walk in do. there and you know which band member is going to most get it. And you know to pull that person aside and go, buddy, I need a favor. Mm-hmm. There are four people out there with their spouses, huge fans of you guys. I know the meet and greet time is over, but, you know, this they're really important to the venue and really important to the company. He says, okay, I, I can get three minutes. Let me talk to the band. Meet us back here in three minutes. Mm-hmm. Then you go back to that person and you say, holy crap, they're running late. So they're about to run out of the room, but I'm going to get them for three minutes before mm-hmm. they go. Mm-hmm. Let's all do a group picture. Now you've just done two negotiations. Right. That's the- all it is. It's a relationship thing. You you have a relationship with this person and you say, oh, hey, by the way, I happen to have these podcasts I think would re- work really good for your show. Yeah. I just, I don't know why. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Or you know what I might also be doing is I think I'm spending too much time on LinkedIn following people that I don't speak the language of. So I am going into it super intimidated because I feel like everyone else is speaking a language that I don't understand. Right. Um, Anyways, I feel... I feel very humbled. I have been, I realized that I have been very confident in my abilities at my, my last couple of jobs. And this is the first time I've ever been like, okay, wow. Nope. Not good. If the, if I had hired me just for this, I would fire me. Right. But you're not hired just for this. Right. You're trying to learn about it. I am. So. It's just I, not great for the ego, you know? 
Yeah, especially the ghosting or the no responses. It's an ego blow. It's an ego blow. But I think you had a great, yesterday you did something that I thought was really great. You sent out a mass email to 40 contacts mm-hmm. that you had, that you had reached out to or interacted with over the past couple of weeks and said, hey, here's a great deal and a great opportunity. There's only one available. Who wants it? Anybody? Mm-hmm. Nobody wrote back, right? Nobody. Okay. <laughs> Nobody but, wrote back. But one person responded with, hey, here's somebody else in my company that you should talk to. Yeah. And the, so you you forwarded the email to the other people in the company. Mm-hmm. They ignored you. Yes, they did. But you did write back to that one person and tell them that they have been a beacon of light in this journey to learn sales and said that you appreciated them. Yes. That's a relationship. That's a good contact. Yeah. So now when this person finds themselves in need of a show that matches the demographics that we represent, she's going to think of you. Yeah. That's how it starts. Yeah. It's a journey. That's how it starts. It's a journey. All right. Um, Somebody did, I printed this article. I didn't even see who the experts were. Um, oh, there's, I guess they're food science technicians and food safety managers were surveyed. These are the people that the Fed Food and Drug Administration hire mm-hmm. to monitor how food is sourced, how it's packaged, how it's stored, how it's distributed, how it's made, how it's transported, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then provide the FDA with best practices and yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, HuffPost reached out to these people and said, what would you guys knowing what you know in the industry that you're in, Mm -hmm. what would you guys never buy? Oh my God. It's bag salads on the list. At your local grocery store. And the first thing that caught my eye was, Pre-cut produce. Produce. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, Packaged food has to be more carefully processed than the pre-cut variety. So melons are especially susceptible to contamination. I feel like didn't we just buy Ellie? A whole thing of pre-cut pineapple? Pineapple, but also didn't we just get her uh, melon? Mm -mm. Like a... Are you sure? Yeah, no, we don't have melon in the house. But those things are so easy to buy pre-cut because they're so hard to cut. Like cutting a whole pineapple and cutting a whole cantaloupe is so intimidating to me. And the canned stuff is all, here's some pineapple. Yeah. In addition, we've poured in one pound of sugar. Right. High fructose corn syrup. They specifically said, they said bagged or pre-cut produce. They specifically highlighted sprouts. Um, and I think because you can't, there's no way to wash sprouts, right? Like oh, I thought so, you meant the grocery store. They call no, it the grocery no, 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 store. No. The, the produce, you know, sprouts. Healthy. How would you not be able to wash sprouts? Have you ever seen a sprout? Yeah. It's like the same thing as. It's like a blade of grass. Yeah. You can wash that. Oh, well, right? they, they specifically cited raw sprouts, pre-cut salads. Uh, they, uh. Cited unpasteurized milk, often called raw milk. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny th- we were just watching that episode of Shit's Creek. We were the raw milk episode. Did you fall asleep in the middle of it? Probably. <laughs> Where Johnny Rose wants to buy like a pint or like 
five or six pints of raw milk and Alexis brings like five of those big milk jug things. And then he's stuck with all this raw milk and then they are with Roland and get, anyways. Um, and then the other, I so in this one, I so agree with, but they would never eat. These food experts would never eat at the hot food bars at a grocery store. Yeah, absolutely not. Simply because it's a grocery store, not a restaurant. So a buffet, if you have a re- buffet restaurant, mm-hmm. the, the equipment is made to keep the food higher than 140 degrees or yeah. cooler than, than 50 degrees, whatever the parameters are. There's the restaurant has a whole team that's in charge of that equipment. Mm-hmm. You know, what am I thinking of? Golden Corral or whatever. Yeah. That's their job. Mm-hmm. If a sneeze guard falls off, they have 25 of them in the back. Right. If you're at a supermarket and the chief, there's nobody whose job it is just to swap out the tongs when the tongs get dirty. Right. I saw nobody. Yeah. There's nobody going through with a thermometer every 15 minutes. Right. Checking to make sure the stuff. Cause well, there might be. There probably should be in theory, but the difference is it's not regulated. If golden corral. Yeah. If, if an inspector came in and checked the temperatures of 10 things and eight of them were off, the restaurant shut down. Right. In a grocery store, if that happens, they shut, right. the, they shut the food bar down. Right. But you still got a grocery store. Yeah. So I, I feel like the restaurants are paying more attention to it. This, us talking about the hot food bar reminded me that I have not told you, the well, I've told you, but I haven't told our listeners about the most disgusting display of human behavior in a grocery store. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I was at Whole Foods days ago. And I was looking for something that happened to be on an end cap. And there was a woman that was taking, I mean, I did all my other grocery shopping and then came back to it. That's how long she was taking up the whole end cap. And I, at one point said, excuse me. And she didn't move. So I like went in front of her and kind of around her and just took what I needed and left. That part of my reach. Like did not even acknowledge my exit. Like just in a world of her own. Is that happening more and more? Right Maybe, I mean, she might've had like her AirPods in. I don't know. I wasn't paying that much attention, but I was like, I feel this like, is like rude. This person is so unaware of what's going on around them. I feel like the, that's not the worst part though. The worst part is she has to sneeze. Yeah. She's holding a bag of chocolate. Oh yeah. <laughs> and she uses the bag of chocolate as a tissue to buffer her sneeze. I'm like, how is that better than sneezing into the air? And then I watched her put the sneezy chocolate back on the thing. Like people yeah. are vile. And this is why you should not be eating at buffets. <laughs> you should not don't be eat eating anything ever. ever. Move, move to a farm and don't eat anything unless you pulled it out of the ground yourself or slaughtered and then, it yourself. And then have a guard that sits there and watches it watches it 24 yeah. seven to just really triple check. All right. I just butchered this cow. Make sure nobody comes into this cooler and sneezes on it. People are crazy nowadays. Ellie is too now. And we love to watch her imagination go and go and go and go. And it is really cool to see what her brain comes up with. But we also love for her to learn when she's playing. Well, KiwiCo helps us do that. They are defining the future of play by making it engaging, enriching, and fun for kids. Each month, KiwiCo delivers crates packed with fun um, and they spark creativity with their kid-friendly topics and activities. So they're different 
different for kids of all ages. When Ellie was just a baby, she had like little black and white flashcards that she could look at and focus on. And then now, most recently, she got the koala crate, which is a crate for kids two to four. Um, and that was had her little doctor's kit in it. And she absolutely loves the play. But this goes for kids of all ages. There's something for everybody. It's shipped right in your house. It is educational. It is a fun activity for you guys to do together and create some of those core memories that your kids are going to remember the rest of their life. As a parent, it can be really hard to find creative ways to keep your children busy, challenged, and off their screens. KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can spend quality time tackling projects together and they will love getting mail every single month. Redefine learning with play. Explore hands-on projects that build creative confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line at kiwico.com slash upside. That's 50% off your first month at kiwico.com slash upside. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As a parent, you want to take care of your kids, not just today, not just this week, but forever. So you need to start looking at term life insurance from Fabric by Gerber Life. This will help protect your family so their future is secure no matter what happens. It's quick and it's easy. Fabric was designed by parents to help you get a high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. Life insurance can have a bad rap for being complicated. I have to be honest with you. I don't totally understand it, but using Fabric, it was so easy to apply. A seamless digital experience. It's all online. It's on your time. And if you need extra help, Fabric's team of licensed insurance agents can answer questions along the way. It takes less than 10 minutes. Fabric has partnered with Gerber Life, trusted by millions of families just like yours for over 50 years. And they've got over 1,600 five-star reviews on Trustpilot and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Protect your family today with Fabric by Gerber Life. Apply in just 10 minutes at meetfabric.com slash upside. That's M-E-E-T-F-A-B-R-I-C dot com slash upside. Upside. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Meetfabric.com slash upside. I have a segment that I'm bringing back called Pretty Dumb or Pretty Genius because it's an idea that could go <laughs> either only, way. We only did that once, so I don't know if we can call it a segment, didn't we? Yeah, we did it once, but now it's coming back oh, okay. because I'm bringing it back. Got it. Okay, so tell me this, Jeff. Is this pretty dumb or pretty genius? There is a little league, a little league group or whatever, a place in think, New Jersey. I think league is the. <laughs> There's a little league in New Jersey. Yeah. And they are faced with some quite rude parents. Right. Parents are getting too involved. They're yelling at the refs. They're misbehaving. So the person that runs that program is like, you know what? I have a solution I'm going to introduce here. 
New rule. If you are a parent that gets out of control with a ref, you are not allowed back on the field until you have volunteered to ref three games yourself. Smart. Then you can come back. So smart. I was originally thinking it was smart. However, the reason that I would also like to argue that it could be pretty dumb is one, we're in Jersey. Yeah. No offense to Jersey, but I have Jersey friends from Jersey and, you know, they're not afraid of conflict. Number two, if but they're. That, but that's fine. Right. But don't you think that if they're referees, they're going to get into it with other parents? Yeah. It'll just be more conflict. No, it's a giant thinning of the herd. <laughs> You know what I mean? Giant thinning of the herd. If you have an angry person refing and an angry parent attacks the angry ref and they both punt knock each other out, right? Mm -hmm. In a fight Mm -hmm. on the baseball diamond, you just drag them by their ankles under the bleachers. They nap off the rest of the game and the kids just- Two less problematic people. Yes. And the kids just get to do what the kids want to do, which is get the ice cream at the end of the game. I dread the day that Ellie is involved with team sports and you and I have to come into contact with an overzealous parent taking things way too seriously for the kid's age. Well, I really do want Ellie to do that soccer League. You know, I know the guy that runs it. Yeah. I want to, whenever, yeah. whenever he does his next enrollment, I think she would like that. Yeah. But beyond these little toddler ones, I think there should be, when you sign up for a league, I don't want it to be a, look, here's the, the goal. The end result of this is Ellie becoming a major league baseball player. Right. That's not what, that's not what she's not going to join the Olympic women's soccer team. Right. We're not making that decision for her at age three. I want, I want to go to the games where the parents are sneaking in. You know, if it's a morning game, mimosas, mm-hmm. you know, and we're all 60% play, you know, watching the game, mm-hmm. but we're also talking, we're having a couple of drinks, you know, somebody brings fresh baked cinnamon rolls if it's a morning game or maybe, you know, picks this up. This sounds chicle. more it's like it's, it's about you and yes. less about Ellie. But that's what it should be up until seven or eight. Well, it's also about, you know, like getting along with other people and. Right. I, yeah. I, I'll get along while I share your pizza and have a beer, you know? <laughs> Here are your three random things for today. Uh, number one, the Scots have a word for that panicky hesitation you get when you can't remember someone's name. The word. Oh my gosh, this is a great word for you. Tartle. Tartle. Yeah. When I now that I see the word again, I could you spell that, please? T a r t l e. I feel like I've actually done this before. I feel like you have too on the podcast. I don't know how it came up, but uh, I have tartle all the time. I have tartle. With people that I have known for a hundred years. Jeff had an intern that I, we, when we were dating, I can't remember how, who it was or what the situation was. But what I remember is that you were like, Hey, will you find out this person's name for me? And I was like, yeah, sure. Thinking that maybe you had like met once. And it was like the first sentence out of this woman's mouth was, Oh, Hey, I'm so-and-so I, I worked for Jeff for six years. And I was like, Oh my God, Jeff. That's, there's a, that is a loose definition. When I was of turtle, no, there was a, no a loose definition of knowing Jeff. Oh, mm-hmm. 
There was a time when I was on the Burt Show that there were an insane number of employees. That's true. They have a lot of staff. I mean, I don't know what they did. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There was just a lot of people around. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there would be people and they would say, this person is in charge of, you know, making sure that any woman in the studio who's got, you know, open-toed sandals don't end up on OnlyFeet.com. Or whatever. Seriously. Like that was like, that's their job. I'm Mm -hmm. like, great. I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. So I'm not going to bother to know much about you. So I have nine other people I have to interact with that I have to know. Yeah. So I think that was, that was that. Hartle. Oh, you're up. Your second random thing is that the England Zoo is hiring staff to deter seagulls. Now, seagulls are a problem in the food areas when people are trying to enjoy their food. And we've all come in contact with seagulls. They love food and they love humans who get them food. The solution that the zoo is proposing is they have added job descriptions for human beings on their website who are willing to wear bird costumes to scare away the seagulls. I think a five foot 10 bird is also going to scare away the kids who are coming to the zoo. I mean, anyway, so they're hiring people to be dressed in inflatable eagles costumes. If you happen, if you want to scare those birds away permanently, dress as a pterodactyl. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like seagull, maybe it's just my bias from finding Nemo, but I feel like seagulls are not that smart. So if like anything big, Right. Would deter them, but just, just let the pandas loose. <laughs> Your third random thing is not walking a mile. Ahead. Oh, your third random <laughs> thing. I'm like, what did that note mean? Your third random thing is when in 1969, when a study was done by pediatricians, it was learned that nearly 50% of children walked or biked to school every day. Love that. That same survey done last year, 13%. That's a bummer. And the other thing is, I'm all about safety. And I my I know my attitude might change when Ellie is older, right? And she has to go stand at a bus stop. But I feel like the bus pretty much stops at everybody's house. Yeah. When I was a kid, we had to walk to the end of the block. Mm-hmm. There was a bus stop, like four houses to the right of me and, and six houses to the left. Mm-hmm. I could go to either one. Mm-hmm. But there were two, but there were, it, it didn't stop in front of my house. Yeah. So then we would walk home and we would walk home unassisted. There wasn't a, you know, there's an apartment community near us that, there are probably 35 parents at the front gate at the end of Mm -hmm. the school day. Yeah. My dad lived in Fargo, North Dakota for a while when he was a kid and he used to have to walk to school. And I'm, I, he hasn't told me about his neighborhood there so much, but he had to walk a really long way Yeah, to get to the bus stop, which is made longer. I feel like when you guys live in places that are horrible six months out of the year, because there's like five feet of snow. And those are your three random things. Thank you for listening to The Upside. Upside. With Callie and Jeff. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. 
I really need to shave. Mm-hmm. Very scruffy. I'm very winter scruffy, but we're going into warmer temperatures. Mm-hmm. So I need to shave. And even my dad, I sent him a picture of Ellie and I, and he responded with, what's that on your face? <laughs> uh, but here's why I haven't. I don't use a razor. I use a razor maybe once a year. I use clippers because I, ne- I always have stubble. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost the charger. Mm. And the clippers, I, don't, I know it's got to be somewhere in the house. I don't know where it is. And I've used the clippers several times. At some point, they're going to die mid-shave. Mm-hmm. Then what do I do? Well, then you call up Manscaped probably. It's probably time for for Manscaped. No, this, on my face. I know, but don't they sell stuff for your face too? Uh, it might be time to buy a new thing because I feel like a charger is something that you and I in one of our many purges would be like, yeah, I don't even know what that goes to. Toss. Yeah. And then it's probably gone forever. But if I did that and went out and bought, and I think a new razor is 40 bucks, 50 bucks, clippers. The, the thing that's, that I'm pretty mad about is that we will buy that on a Tuesday. You will find. Find. We'll throw away the packaging on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We will find the charger Wednesday at 2 p.m. Yeah. If we throw it away at noon. Mm-hmm. Happiness is amazing. It's so amazing, it doesn't matter if it's yours or not. It's that lovely thing. A society grows great when old men plant trees, the shade of which they know they will never sit in. Good people do things for other people. That's it, the end.